Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the Radiant, the Ravishing. Oh, I thought you were going to have some more uh, adjectives there, <laughs> nope, man. Nope, I'm, just I'm two. feeling just uh, two. Just two, man. That's not the way. I'm, anyway, I'm Josh. How's it going, everybody? What's happening? If you don't already know, this is the podcast where we review every X-Men title coming out right now, and that happens to be quite a few. We got lucky, this because we do this every two weeks. Every two weeks, yeah. But luckily, there were no X titles last week. So I almost we, texted you asking, did I miss did something? Did I miss something? Yeah, <laughs> because they did push X-Men back. Yeah, the they did. I, I, that's funny, too, because I thought about texting you and be like, no X-Men titles this week. That, and also, I know there's some controversy because they upped the price on the next two issues, I believe. Uh, like a dollar more. But they added more pages. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. good. Good. Anyways, this is the Dawn of X podcast. I don't know if we even got to the name <laughs> we did, of it. We did. Okay. Yes, right. Dawn of X podcast. All right. So, um, this week we are covering Excalibur number 5, New Mutants number 5, X-Force number 5, and Fallen Angels number 4. And if you've been listening and you know what both of us like. It's really number 4 for Fallen Angels. Number for which one? Fallen Angels? Fallen Angels? Oh, no, sorry, number 5. Okay. I was like, wow. Um, so if you've known this podcast for a while, you know which ones me and Josh like, and I think we're going to be in a little more agreement this week. I think so. Excalibur and Fallen Angels, I think will be more in line with opinions. Oh, I can't wait for Fallen Angels. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, so. (laughs) This is good. I won't feel like an asshole by myself this time. You won't. You really won't. I have some issues. Yeah. Um, but before we get to all of that, we have more announcements, just like every two weeks. (laughs) It seems like every time we we turn around. have more new books announced. So this week announced, or the last two weeks was announced X-Factor and Children of the Atom. Yeah. All right, so one of those... Actually, okay, I'm excited for both of them for different reasons. Okay, let's hear it. I like the premise of X-Factor. Yeah. The idea that they're Mm going to investigate mutants who are murdered or killed to make sure they're dead before they reincarnate Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to put it. That's really interesting. I I like it a lot, and and it's got a really cool cast. I I don't have it right here in front of me, but I remember Polaris was on there and a few others, but keep talking. I'll pull it up. Yeah, X-Force, X-Factor, I mean, there's some really highs and lows, because the original X-Factor I didn't care about. It was just the original X-Men in new costumes that said, like, we're not part of Xavier anymore, and we're doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. But there was the Peter David era of X-Factor. That's really good. Mm -hmm. With Multiple Man and Richter and Shatterstar and a lot of great storylines and characters, Strongman, M. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great run. So... I don't know how far they can go with that premise. It's a decent premise for, to me, it's a decent premise for one arc. Yeah. And where are you going to branch off from that? Yeah. How, yeah. But I mean, I guess, I mean, it's Marvel. People die all the time. So true, it could yeah. go on forever. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to X-Force. But yeah. yeah so someone it, has to be verifying this thing. So we have on the team, we have uh, Northstar, Polaris, Prodigy, iBoy, Dakin, and Prestige or Rachel Summers. And Dakin's really interesting. Yeah. Or Dakin or Dakin? I don't know. I say Dakin. We'll go with Dakin. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting because last time I remember seeing him was in Rick Remander's run of uh, X-Force mm-hmm. where Wolverine had to drown him. Yeah. Uh, which worked for some I didn't reason. read that, but I, I mean, I've, I know. That. Yeah. And his whole backstory is really kind of heart-wrenching and the way he was raised without Wolverine for a little bit and became mm-hmm. the evil Wolverine in the Dark Avengers when Norman Osborn was in control of the Avengers. Yeah. And just a lot of bad stuff for him and always trying to kill his dad. Yeah. So if we go back to the idea that when House of M ended, everyone kind of put their shit aside, mm-hmm. I like the idea that he's just, he's with everyone right now. He's with every with it. Yeah, with and, and again, we're living in a time where all the mutants are kind of 
working more or less together as well. I think this week shows some of the cracks. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited um, primarily for Rachel Summers and Polaris. Those are two of my favorite characters that I Who's going back to being called Prestige. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't, I've never been a big fan of that name. No. Whatever. What are you going to do? So I guess I have to respect it. He's always a hound in my eyes anyway. Uh, Uh, (laughs) But no, that's a, it's an interesting team. Yeah. I'm excited. And I, and I don't really know the artist too well. Uh, uh, David Baldion. I don't really know what they've done, but Leah Williams is a a very good writer and very humorous too. So she's very fun on Twitter. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm looking forward to some of the humor that might be in that book just based on her being the writer there. Yes. And also we have, well, I'm really like, when I first saw another book announced, I was like, Jesus Christ. But now I'm really interested. In I, the me team too, right? Like, and the concept, well, actually, you know the concept, but just like the title alone kind of grabbed me. Mm-hmm. And then the both covers that we saw. Really yeah, grabbed. right. Like, at, at the okay, so before they even announced anything, they just kind of had the, the cover with, the, the first cover has, um, Angel, Cyclops, Gambit, Nightcrawler, and and I guess we're calling her Marvel Girl. Which already the best team in any. I of the was Xbox. so excited. I'm like, oh shit! Just the just these three alone of Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, and Gambit. Yeah, um, those are three of my faves. So like, I'm totally on board. Oh, um, so anyway, so the the second cover has like basically their clones. It almost looks like are like versions of all those characters. Yes, and you had a theory about that. But before you say your theory. Um, you said you know the premise. Yeah, I didn't see so, this. So here, let's see if I can find it in here. I have it pulled up. Okay, so basically it's what if the X-Men had sidekicks? Vita says, my take on it became what would actually happen from our current time if the X-Men had sidekicks? Basically, what if the Gen Z were like wanted to be the X-Men? So these these kids basically grew up idolizing the original x-men or like the 90s x-men mm-hmm. and now they're on krakoa with them somehow huh. and we'll get into that and so basically they are being mentored by the five the, by the five that are on the cover so they're basically like they're sidekicks they're their mentors so just the idea of gambit with <laughs> with a sidekick is cracking me up like i love That's the, really interesting yeah Weird. so I, I like the idea of them basically having like a mentorship program on krakoa i, I don't think uh, Cyclops needs any more people to He's mentor. Got, uh, yeah, he has sure, like five kids. I'm sure his actual kids are thrilled. <laughs> I'm sure Nate Gray and <laughs> Cable and all these other people. <laughs> yeah, and Rachel Summers. Rachel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all fucking thrilled that he's decided to take on a protege. Um, well, it, but if we don't go with your theory about this. So my theory real quick is... Um, I think those are the first batch of the chimeras by the, Mr. Sinister. By Mr. Sinister, using the alternate, I guess. I yeah, think it was because ninth life. how else would they all have basically the same powers? Now, like, here's something I always you have. don't see many people with optic blast. But here's something with. I always thought would be kind of interesting: if you have two people with the exact same power, there's only so many powers someone can have. It, and uh, if you have, let's say. 8,000 mutants, uh-huh. there's a good chance some are going to have the same power. Yeah. How many mutants have healing or super strength? A lot of them. Yeah. I just don't understand why it seems like some mutants, like telepathy and telekinesis, dime, dime a fucking dozen, right? Yeah. But then, like, no one else shoots red light, lights out of their eyes. Maybe that's what this is going to You know, or, yeah. like, with Gambit, not many people have the ability to just charge up something, you know? Like, yeah. it's either they shoot things out of their hands, it, like, his is so unique yeah. to, like, charging things. Like, Nightcrawler, you don't see many other... Well, I guess you do. 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, yeah, different types of teleporters. But even ones that look like demons, so I guess that was wrong. Yeah. Um, not many people with just wings, right? Like was we have, like Azrael his father? Wings. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, we have some other winged ones, but not quite like Angel. Like, yes. Like big-ass Angel wings. I could see both options, because this could kind of evolve on that idea that, like, when we're all together and we can actually talk to each other as a community, you could see that, like, oh, wait a minute, there's some of us who have the same power. Maybe yeah. an older person should train that yeah, person, because right? we're so similar with that. Because in real life, a mutation, some people are going to have the same mutation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be. I mean, there are, random. I mean, in, like... The idea of like somebody having a six toe is a mutation. That happens yeah. a lot. People with webbed feet and hands. What that bony tail thing? Yeah, like, like yeah. that's a mutation that kind of reoccurs. That's what you showed me one time. Yeah, yeah I know. I've I, well, I've shown you my webs and my my tail. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I have several mutations. Welcome to the podcast uh, where I talk about all my mutations. <laughs> so yes, that that's really interesting. I'm excited for that book. Yeah, I'm. I think more so. I think I'm excited for this one more so than any of the other ones just because it seems so original. Yes. Right? Like time. the other ones are basically just new we, versions of old stories. Yeah, you we know? have like, to have a Wolverine book. Yeah. We have to have a cable for some reason, a cable book. Mm-hmm. We have to have an X Factor and X Core book. Yeah, and I'm excited for them all because they're set in this new Krakoan world. So I'd yeah. like to see how X Factor and Wolverine and a solo cable series work in this new age. So but for this one, I'm I'm super excited for it. We I did get a little frustrated still, and then I happened to scroll on Twitter and see the the main editor for all of this and the main writer for X Men and New Mutants, Jonathan Hickman, have a comment about all this new titles. People were complaining, saying like, "What the hell?" So he says the goal of the X Office is to build a line where every kind of X fan can have a book they like. The expectation was never to have you buy all the books. Yeah, thanks. To follow along. It will never, it will never, sorry, it never will be. Yes, we've built a cohesive line where everything is interconnected. And yes, we absolutely will do X crossovers and X tie-ins. But those are exceptions, not the rule. So buy what you like. Don't buy what you don't like. I like it. That's good yeah. advice. I mean, that's that's good advice for anything, not just X-Men fans, but like just life. Oh, you know? like- absolutely. For most fandoms, especially now with like... DC fandom and mm-hmm. Marvel fandom and Star Wars fandom, especially people act like if you don't like something, that means everyone shouldn't like it and yeah. fuck you. Yeah, no, yeah. just don't do it. Now, a part of me does wish he was a little more precise, saying, "But X Men, New Mutants, those are the most important titles. Like X Y Z are the most important titles." But they're not. I mean, it, I mean, it would be wrong of him to do that because then he'd be fucking over the other books to say yeah. like, these books aren't important that, you know like fair, yeah, I, yeah. I think his th- i think what he's trying to say is they're all important yes. and depend- find the ones that are most important to you i know i've been a comic collector more recently than you have like with different titles mm-hmm, sure and different companies and i can say how it can be frustrating when like let's say i love green lantern there was a time when like there were eight different green lantern titles mm-hmm. and i felt like i had to read them all and sometimes that was rewarding because you get that overall that story, story yeah. and sometimes it'd be like you know what i'm not going to read the red lantern book or the sinestro mm-hmm. book this month i'm just going to read the main green lantern book and green lantern core yeah and that worked too so i get especially for younger fans who maybe people who don't pay bills and stuff like that it could definitely seem like, well, I'm just going to buy everything, which is what altogether what Marvel wants. It wants their business. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also sometimes feel like it can be a little bit of diminishing returns, you know, especially the way they came out of the gate with like seven different books. I feel like if after House of X, they started with like three, yeah. three strong books. I, yeah. I, I definitely think they came out too many because like you said, diminishing returns, but also like uh, fatigue, you yeah. know, like they were taking the comic, industry by storm like 
no other superhero book felt as essential to read yes. as X-Men did at that time because everything had changed. Yeah. And then to just be like, and here are, f- what was it? Like seven titles yeah, really? At first, seven, like yeah. here are seven ones to keep up with. It's like, okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. You could, I think there's better just on a marketing level just to say, here's three. Here's X-Men. Sometimes New a little bit goes a long way. right? Exactly. I think they would have, if they're, I don't know if their sales are dropping. I honestly have no idea. I don't keep up with it all the time. But I know they were are, strong at first, so I don't yes. know how they are now. If they were dropping, if you started out with just three and then kept branching and mm-hmm. that happened naturally, yeah. I think that would have been a lot better. And even though we're doing this awesome podcast and we get to talk about everything. And weeks, it is awesome. It's very awesome. I, I'm not biased. Uh, so I am. <laughs> it, I feel like I wish they did it a little differently. But we're here now, and you did say that they're ending Fallen Angels soon. I, I didn't see. Uh, again, this is, I'm, this is third hand off Twitter. But it's from what I can see, it's not in the April solicits. Okay. So next February might be there. February, March might be there. And last based on this issue, you could see where it could end. Yeah, it and definitely like seems like it's coming more. to an end. Yeah. Um, and then most of the other books, I could see them staying because they have a longer story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder, like, when we get Wolverine and Cable and two other X books, and they even said they want to do a Moira book. And they, they did at some a long point. Time ago. So, and like, when that comes out, you have to do something with Moira because. No one's said her name, talked about her, seen her since. And there was a hint that on Free Comic Book Day, they're going to drop the first teaser for the event, the first X-Men event. Yeah. Which, who knows what that's going to be. <laughs> I know. And what, Free Comic Book Day is just in May. So, like, that's coming quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what's happening right now. But let's get to the actual X-Books. Let's see if anything else you want to input. Um, the only other thing I think is uh, your boys went down to to the 305 yeah. earlier this week, and we saw AEW Dynamite bash at the beach. Or not hashtag, colon, bash at the beach. It was fan-freaking-tastic. It was really good. Um, you can actually, if you know exactly what we look like, you can actually see us on TV. Yes, I actually <laughs> was watching one of the matches, and like, we're yeah. right above the hard cam, but yeah. when it panned out. So when it pans out, I'm like, oh, there are heads. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my shirt. That's my shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were there. So if you're a wrestling fan... Holla at us. You've been to two AEW shows. We've been to two AEW one shows. One technical pay per view yeah. and one uh and one, one live TV, TV show. Pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. And apparently after we left they said they'd be coming back with a pay per view. One of their main pay per views. In, in Miami? In Miami. Nice. Yeah, so Love awesome. It. Uh yes, yeah, so now starting with Excalibur. So you guys might know I've been a little hard on Excalibur. I haven't been feeling the book too much. I really like this issue. Yay. I really like this issue finally. I think everything made sense and characters made sense, and especially the reveal with what Gambit had planned. I'm like, that's fucking right. Gambit. I loved it. I that's loved a it. favorite Gambit, moment of this whole book so far. Gambit had his own plan, man. Yes. Mona me. Why is my thing frozen? So we start off the book with Richter saving Gambit and using the energy from the crystal mm-hmm. to save him, which was a mistake, apparently. We'll get to why. Uh, after he saves him. Oh, we cut back to them fighting and... Uh, so they, yes, yeah, so good. No, so they cut back to them fighting and Apocalypse kind of summons them back and immediately Gambit's like, motherfucker, you don't I'm, call me back. Yeah, and I like... The, so in that scene too, there's a, there's a part where uh, Richter's like, I'm sorry, Coven? Like, oh yeah, he's like, my Coven will defend whatever. <laughs> he's like, we'll talk about that later. But there's also, in that fight scene, it made me want a, a Gambit and Richter miniseries they have good chemistry they have good chemistries there's also a, like the scene with them like gambit makes a reference to like oh we were just panicking on the streets of london and <laughs> richter's like oh that's a band we listen to we could we have that in common yeah. like the smiths <laughs> so i just want a, a whole 
a whole mini series where they just listen to the Smiths together and only like occasionally solve crimes. <laughs> like that's what I want from from them. We'll actually get to the more uh, two odd pairings teaming up in a different book. Oh, okay, cool. But um, then we cut to to Betsy to the new Excalibur, not Excalibur, Captain Britain. Yes. And Pete Wisdom mm-hmm. fighting off a dragon in the streets. And Pete Wisdom constantly making references of like coming back to my place, and, yeah. like, vaguely hitting on her, but being like, but, ah. also, but also trying to like not get himself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And they hide out at his place for a little bit. She says, okay, let's go to a Krokoan portal and get to somewhere else. He says, no, this is where I'm supposed to be. He seems like he's not one of the mutants that actually wants to be on Krakoa. Well, he basically says that his employers are in London, not Krakoa. So yeah. he motherfuckers trying to get a paycheck. But he's also making a point of saying like, I'm not particularly loyal to not yeah, every yeah. mutants no. immediately loyal to that. Like no. that's not my home. I, I like that idea. I yeah. mean, and that's, you know, it kind of mirrors the, the creation of Israel as a country as well. Yeah. After the, you know, yeah. like a lot of, a lot of these things have, has, have parallels and with stuff like that. Well, someone actually I saw, I think it was on Twitter or on Reddit saying how a lot of people keep talking about how the, how the X-Men are turning to bad guys. And the person was saying that proves like privilege, how, when you're seeing someone who's always considered lower being the one mm-hmm, percent, right? now you look at them and think I they're know. a bad person. I know, I love it. I, when I, I kept seeing, especially during uh, Hoxpox, people were like, "Oh, the X Men are bad." I'm like, no, yeah. the X Men are just tired of being murdered yeah. for nothing. Like the X Men are having. I kind of hate saying this. They're having their Black Lives Matter moment, except yeah, they got a whole fucking right. country. <laughs> and like we're like, you know what? Fuck y'all. We're doing it ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, like. They're not the bad guys. They're just not taking this shit anymore. Yeah. And they can do it. It spoke to me. It was nice. Right? Yeah. Um, I I can't imagine why. (laughs) So then we cut to... Actually, I'll let you cover this. We're rogue. Yes. Yeah. You go for it. (laughs) Okay. So first, the art, fucking gorgeous. Yes. I love these dream sequences. Like in in Excalibur, they did this a couple issues back with... um, When uh, Betsy Braddock was in a dream sequence as well. Like I love the coloring in this. So Rogue, at the end of the last issue, Rogue was starting to wake up. So in this one, she is she thought she was waking up, but she ends up in a little dream world with the Firefox that's back, not related to Mozilla. And so basically, the Firefox takes her through um, a thought process. Basically, she ends up in what looks like Stonehenge, but it's basically all Sentinels. And she's starting to remember that apocalypse is the reason she's in this this current situation she is obviously she's rogue so she's basically lamenting all the men who've tried to tell her how to run (laughs) her life and she's like i don't listen to any of them and we have this great quote which is i listen to my heart my mind and the gospel of miss dolly parton (laughs) so very rogue so rogue is is just the fucking best and so when she realizes it's apocalypse that she had touched the gate and then something happened she does she's not clear on what it is but she felt something is what she says. And then she ended up in that in that uh, catatonic state. She ends up it's I'm going to skip a little bit cuz we go back to the um to the dream sequence. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. But she ends up pulling out a sword of herself like a, a mystic I'm going to say soul sword but not like Ileana's soul sword. Yeah. So she basically is gifted this sword in her her imagination that basically helps her get back out of her catatonic state and out of this astral plane like world. And as she's leaving, she says goodbye, Miss Prestige. And then the wolf kind of howls. Yeah, the it, flaming wolf the whole time yeah, guiding her. Yeah, and then the wolf kind of howls. And it, she, the wolf has these little marks around her head that kind of resemble that phoenix flare. Yes. And then Rogue says, what, Rachel? 
What? Rachel ain't a good name for a dog. Oh my God. Rachel fucking Summers has been her fucking guy, yep. which kind of sets up what we're going to learn a little bit later about Gambit. Well, we actually learned before that page. Oh, we do? Okay. Yes. So yeah, Gambit basically says at some point- Well, right like, before that, we kind of Apocalypse kind of lets it slip that things are happening too <laughs> things soon. Aren't going, things aren't going to my plan. Yeah. And I love Jubilee has the best fucking quote when she realizes things are like when he when he's starting to um tell everybody that whoops these this isn't how I planned it. Jubilee says, wait, I thought what happened to Rogue was like an accident or a mystery or something. <laughs> I just I just can hear the cartoon Jubilee saying that in my head and it's fucking perfect. But yeah, Gambit basically reached out to uh one of his psychic friends who happened to be Rachel and Rachel went and was checking on Rogue that whole time. Well, I like what you said when he's like, I walk out the door in this new place and see 10 telepaths. Me, I got 10 telepaths there. What do you think I'm going to do? So I asked a friend, check her mind, and give her a nudge. And he's like, you idiot. Yep. And I do love this. This made me love this version of Gambit just because like, oh, yeah, he's actually smart. And yeah. Like, Gambit, I'm not going to trust Apocalypse. No, Gambit is definitely the only one who's been the entire time. Why are we listening to this guy? He's a monster. He's and a literal monster. I think we said in the first issue, I think Apocalypse maybe did this on purpose. Oh, now 100%. Know, yeah. Yeah, he did. This was all part of his plan to control the other world. Not, yeah. to, not to save Krakoa, but he wanted to basically Take rule other world. Which yeah. is kind of his big problem which also has problems in the what was it two issues ago in x-men that we yeah. might see some issues i think mm-hmm. if there's gonna be an event soon i think he's gonna be the bad guy at the event. yes <laughs> it might it might be the first of the mutants to turn because yes why would apocalypse be on anyone's he's, team yeah. if he's not the leader yeah <laughs> like he always thinks he can do it better <laughs> yeah so he ends up getting in a fight with gambit because gambit meddled with his plans and by a fight, I mean he punches him one time and Gambit's dead. Yeah, that's and that's <laughs> totally fair. It's a and catch something right now. Hmm. Real talk. Real talk. What's Apocalypse's main power? Um, being Apocalypse. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually as, as mo- a lot of people don't like the movie uh, Apocalypse, Excellent Apocalypse. Yeah. They did a good job explaining why he has so many powers. Yes, like he's immortal. That's his main power, but he also absorbs it through technology of other mutants. Yeah. I mean, that's basically his deal: is that he he has lived so long that he has. Uh, up several mutations at this point and he's also basically combined himself with some techno organic shit and aliens and stuff alien sometime, technology yeah did, yeah wasn't he part of um the eternals at some point too yes right so i think he has that I know his history has changed many yeah, times so he's probably got eternal fucking technology in him he's basically if anyone was if anyone has a legit claim to being the first mutant, I think it might be Apocalypse. Yes. And I think three mutants usually say it, but yeah, Apocalypse. I believe probably. Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not much of a bragger. He, he just says facts. He tells you the facts and they happen to be brags. Yeah. He's a hum- he's a humble bragger, if you will. Exactly. Like when Namor says I'm the first mutant, Namor's a bragger. Yeah. Namor Namor's a bragger. Apocalypse is a, a, a fact stater. Yeah. And those facts just you you happen to not like them. <laughs> And then we also get a little page, like a little diagram of like this plane that uh, Rogue is in. Yeah. Nothing too important. Nothing. You know? No, it's a lot of the magic stuff in here is kind of like hard to, like the, a lot of the magic data pages are kind of hard to see what's really going on because it's just foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, so they're fighting and then he realizes that the crystal that he wanted isn't charged anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's mad at Richter for doing that. And Richter's kind of like, what the hell are you mad about, dude? Like, I didn't know the plan. So if people don't know the fucking plan, mm-hmm. then how am I going to be involved? And then he's thinking, oh, wait a minute. So maybe the power is actually inside. <laughs> he was. He says something along the lines of like, you wasted all that power to save this vagabond yeah. or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, uh, poor kid. And then 
Rogue wakes up. Yes, she You does. may take this. So Rogue wakes up, comes flying into the fucking battle. Great costume. St- stands. Oh, I love her new costume, too. Stands over Apocalypse and says, you're dead meat. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect Rogue. Yeah. And then this motherfucker who clearly has a has a huge crush on Rogue and is part of his plans says, you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then she beats the fuck out of Apocalypse. And he ba- she grabs a hold of him and she's draining his energy. And he's telling her to do it. That the crystals were made from mutant bones thousands of years old. My bones are are as old. Older, perhaps. Yes, keep going. Take my life. And so, basically, she drains all of Apocalypse's powers and kills him. And there's a giant explosion when she does so. So, this person watched Rider Skywalker. Yes. Yeah. Um, or, this was probably made oh, yeah. before no, they would have yeah, seen it. Before it came out, yeah. yeah. So, wow. Or, not, maybe not. It's all, it's all Disney, right? Yeah, Man. but they, there's no connection. They're, no, gonna, they're gonna tell nobody, <laughs> a no, random Marvel nobody writer. Nobody from the yeah is, is gonna tell an X Men writer what's going they on. They barely Star told Wars. the Marvel Star Wars writers right, what they're yeah, doing. They're just very, so after she kills Apocalypse, she's you know having a rogue moment where she's like, oh, "He's dead. I, I killed him," and she's feeling all bad about it and shit. And they have a, a one thumbnail sketch of um, Apocalypse looking drained and like skeletal, which is really yeah. cool. And everyone's kind of looking at Rogue freaked out and a little weirded out. And she says, "Why are y'all looking at me?" And then the last page, as she's as she's asking Gambit for a welcome back kiss, is her basically blue with Apocalypse's face markings on her, yep. and her hands are glowing blue, and uh, Rogue has become Apocalypse. You want to hear something I never said after an issue of this? I want to read next issue. Right? How many? Read the next issue. How many X's did you give this one? I gave it four and a half. I gave it five X's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I'm, what I'm wondering, and I, I, I doubt they'll do it, but she held on to Apocalypse for a long time. Yeah. She killed him. Last time she held on to somebody and they almost died like that. Well, not last time really, but she took all of Captain Marvel's powers and have kept them for 30 plus years. Oh shit, that's true. <laughs> um, is she going to be Apocalypse now forever? And based off the rules, they're just going to resurrect him and he knows they're just going to yeah, resurrect him. Yeah, they're just going to resurrect him. So it's all part of his plan that now she has whatever power he needs her to have. Yeah. To whatever that explosion did and he knows, hey man, by the own rules we set up, you have to resurrect me. <laughs> it, 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 there's no like voting on it. It's if a mutant dies, we resurrect them. It doesn't matter who the fuck they are. Yeah. You didn't give details on your actual no, rules. No, because that's why they wouldn't kill Sabretooth because they would have had to just resurrect them anyway. So And good luck in prison apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's gonna be interesting when they resurrect Apocalypse and see what the fuck happens. So if you want a book that I give five stars to, let's get to new mutants number five. So five X's then. Five X's. Please, yes. please do that correctly. Um <laughs> New uh, Mutants. This book. It's a little jarring that we're going back to the mutants that are in space, not the ones that are in the barn. And I also wonder how it's going to work when they make a trade. Yeah, it's going to be weird, man. They're going to have to have different trades for the different stories. Cause unless this whole arc ends with like these mutants crashing down on the farm at the same time. It could be, man. It totally could. I, I, I mean, who knows? But also just felt like that story, that writing pairs need a break. And they had two issues. They have a break. The artist and the writer team needed a break. Or Hickman needed a break. And they yeah, he's writing. In there. He's, yeah. he's probably writing like four different books. He's writing the giant size books too. Mm-hmm. So maybe he didn't need a break. 
But I also would have liked it better if that story got resolved then. Yeah, I would have liked them to just close that chapter and then go back to the Yeah, unless it's going to connect, then it'd be kind of weird. But we'll see. I'll save that judgment for after. We'll see. So this book opens up being a narrated by Sunspot. A very long narration. Very long narration, but so it's, good. Like I, I, my note is Bobby's recap is very funny. It's very Bobby. It's a bit too long. A bit too <laughs> like, long. It's a bit too long, but that's Bobby. But And also, if it's the idea that, oh, wait a minute, people haven't read the story in two months. But that's true, too. Like I get it that you want to do all that, but my God, was that a long recap. But at least entertaining. It uh, was very entertaining. <clears throat> it wasn't just a regular recap. No. And I, I love the idea. We're going back to the worst space lawyer in the world. Oh, yeah. I love he gets another shout out. Uh, we see how he's been a godfather. And mm. <laughs> how he's giving more gifts and more and more gifts. So that the kid off. loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Pissing off the new wife, who's fine, but Bobby or uh, Sam could do better. <laughs> His, like, So I, I put it on Twitter, and it, it didn't get as much traction as I thought it would. But I now am of the belief that Bobby DaCosta, our beloved sunspot, is pansexual. Because there's no way he's not romantically in love with Sam, based on this They've issue alone. They have definitely hooked up. They have definitely hooked up. Absolutely. He has a long history of liking women because he's flirted with many women. Yes. So that would make him bi. But here's where I'm coming in. He's pansexual. He wants to fuck this bird lady. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. Bobby don't care. Bobby loves everyone. She doesn't have bird legs. Not like those. Not, <laughs> like, Sam, bird, not like Sam used to have. I mean, my God. Bobby is so fucking horny in this uh, issue. I love it. I, I fucking love it. love it. I love that we have to get like three panels <laughs> Of him just saying things like, I'm going to go for it. It's a bad idea. Oh, my God. I'm going to go I, for yeah, it. a little bit later on. Yeah, and I was wondering so, why I kept saying that, but we'll get to that in a second. Oh, my God. It's so good. So after the recap of what's been going on in the story, we go to um, Guardian telling Oracle what the plan is. And Oracle saying, we shouldn't talk about this on the comms. Let's keep it private until she gets here. Deathbird. Mm-hmm. And he says, good idea. Cool, cool. cool and then cool. Oracle goes to a secret group, the Shi'ar Death Commandos. Yep. So a bunch of descriptions of each one. I didn't read all of them. There's a lot of extra text things I'm just not reading or I'm glancing over. Yeah, I, I read them in my first reading. I didn't reread them today. So yeah. I, and do I you remember, remember any of them? <laughs> no. There's an eagle man, all right? Yeah. There is someone who... None of them are human. There's you a have, scroll. I'll look at it right now. You have Black Cloak, you have Flaw, you have Devo, and you have Hypernova. Oh, there's another page. My bad. And you have Crate, <laughs> Offset. Sega, which on mine is like faded out. I don't know. Yeah, I think, mine too. Okay, weird. I don't know the purpose of that. Shell and Warshot. So then we cut to, to me, the most interesting part of this book. Because we have, uh, was it Mondo? Yep, Mondo and Chamber. And Chamber talking. And we noticed that one issue, I think it was issue two, how they were kind of standing to the far corner while everyone was hugging. Because mm-hmm. they're kind of on the outside. They're the outsiders on this They're group. the new members of the group. And it felt very real. Like if you're in a new group of friends and mm-hmm. you're the outsider with someone else, you two are going to connect in your own way. And they're both kind of saying like, how do you feel about the girls and the guys? Yeah. You know, how do you feel about being here? Like we're kind of outsiders. Like we thought we were going to do one thing and we end up in space jail. Yeah. And like, I understand the frustration and it makes sense. And then we, and did they say like Doug is creepy? Yeah, I think they called Doug creepy. Yeah. And then we cut to um, Smasher. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, they called Doug creepy because he's the one who did that weird experiment on Mondo. Of course, yeah. Mondo oh, thinks he's true. creepy. that's true. Okay, I was trying to figure out why he said that. That's, that's, that's true. Uh, we cut to Sunspot and Cannonball talking. And that's when we get this great conversation of like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be fine. I'm going to talk to the hot bird lady. <laughs> 
Okay, I love that. <laughs> just Smasher, just the shot too of him pointing at her, like so proud of himself. And then Smasher saying like, "Well, oh, what was the line? Uh, I don't know. If we didn't love him so much, mm-hmm. I said we'd have But this conversation, the, the look on his, fa- the look on Sam's face though, when she cuts him off to say we'd have to kill him, it's so priceless. <laughs> oh. he's, like, he's like, oh shit. It's it's a you know it's a great and again more real moments of like yeah I could see friends talking about this with their wife you know yeah. about like their more crazy friend mm-hmm. and um having him just walk over to this especially if you already know death bird from other storylines yeah. this stony woman mm-hmm. just like hi i'm bobby hmm. yeah her response hmm. <laughs> it's just like bragging about all this stuff he can do like it's no big deal i'm kind of mm-hmm. a rich guy i buy countries blah blah yeah. and she's like i am from this royal bloodline mm-hmm. i buy planets yeah. and his response of Finally, someone doesn't want me for my money. All right. Just she didn't even say she wanted you, Bobby. <laughs> but of course, you think she does. <laughs> I almost died. Um, and then he's, he and he says here too. He's like, "This is an incredible gift, and I want to thank you for it." <laughs> Just Jesus Christ, I love Bobby. So then we get a distress call from the from the ship and saying that the uh, again the Death Commandos. Saying mm-hmm. they're coming from the Shi'ar Empire to check the ship, but they're really going to try and kill everyone. And Smasher is suspicious and tells Doug, "Okay, go check their comms." So he mm-hmm. can decipher it, yes. of course, and says, "No, they're coming to kill us. No survivors. They want to kill her mainly, mm-hmm. and they they're having two teams sent." And then I like this part where immediately uh, Magic's just like, "All right, it's a battle. I'm the leader. I'm in charge." <laughs> and then I like how um, Cannonball and Smasher are just like, "What's happening?" It's her Cohen thing. She's a captain now. Yeah, and that's coming from Danny, who's generally considered to be the new mutants leader. Yeah. And she's like, nope, this is a Cohen thing, man. She's the captain. So <laughs> what was it that he says to Deathbird? Uh, don't worry, I'm going to let that happen. What is it? Um Where? Where they're having a conversation and said so they're coming to kill her. And he explains why they're going to kill her. And oh, sure, I think it's a little later, is it? No, it's a very yeah. episode. I'm sure that whoever oh, sent them believes the only way to kill is killing me. And it's like, Psh, don't worry. I'm not going to let that happen. Like, yeah. he's going to be her main protector. Yeah, like, he's going to save the day. Death bird. <laughs> She'll be all right, man. <laughs> she can kill everyone on that ship, yeah, probably. By herself. Yeah. You're all lucky she's not attacking you. Yeah. So, Magic sends everyone where she wants them to go and tells them to get uh, Mondo and Chamber. Yeah. This is, before we get to that, though, I love Ileana in charge because she's, I look, because, you know, Ileana is very much like a scary adult lady, but also a child. Yeah. And just when she's giving her command and Rain and Danny are running off to do it, she says, All right, get moving, do a job. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that's just what she thinks people would say. Like, that's her motivation do a job. job. (laughs) But then also, Smasher on the other side saying, Listen, it's a Shara vessel. I'm Mm -hmm. part of the Super Guardian. This is my situation. It's almost her, like, Yeah, 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 cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah, but (laughs) make a portal. And then Magic is like, yeah yeah you can go do that that's what i had planned for you to do anyways i'll see you later i'm gonna go take care single-handedly i'm gonna go take care of the boarding the party. other ship the other boarding party and then it cuts to mondo and chamber saying what they need to be done and them going you know what i don't feel like it so my note here is basically mondo and chamber i know they're on the generation x team and theoretically they're not generation x like 
in in like age wise. But this is the most Gen X thing to do is be like, this isn't my problem. I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Like I just keep drinking. Yeah. Like, ah, cheers to us in our fancy space drinks. Yeah. It's like, let them deal with it, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, I think it comes to maybe that even when you're in a group, you feel alienated. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know what? Not our story almost. Like, this is not our comic. No. You know what? It's it's not not my circus, not my monkeys. One of my favorite things in the DC TV show crossovers is in Legends of Tomorrow, Half the Legends group, they literally say in the show, within the show, what's happening? A crossover? We don't want to be there. We don't want to do hard that. Hard pass. One of them always says hard pass every nice. time he's invited to the crossover. Nice. And he's like, that sounds like a classic crossover move. I'm not going to be I'm there. I'm not doing that. Yeah. That, that's what this felt like. Of like, this is not my problem. Yeah. So we then cut to Magic actually just... <laughs> All right. I'll let you cover this amazing conversation between Magic and three members of the Death oh, Commandos. Yeah, okay, go for it. it. So Magic greets the uh, the Death Commandos boarding, and she says to them, here's my question. And she asks each one individually, do you want to make out with me? The first green-looking dude says... A scroll. Yeah. A scroll says, no, I do not. She asks the next person, do you want to make out with me? A bug-looking lady who says, you do not have enough arms. <laughs> then she asks... Um, a, normal looking lady kind of looks like a what's that lady from spawn <laughs> like, oh angela yeah kind of looks yeah. like angela a little bit she says and what about you do you want to make out and she says a little yeah unfortunately i'm working <laughs> so then magic pulls forth her soul sword and says too bad because it was either fuck or fight and you all chose fight and she kicks their fucking asses <laughs> Uh, before that, though, says, are any of you human? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because the law says you can't kill any exactly. humans. Exactly. So they all say no, and then you can get her scary line. Yeah. So that was amazing. We also have uh, Karma making a giant rock man punch himself. Oh, I love that Karma has this moment, man. She hasn't had any moment so far in this book. <laughs> and I love her ba- just basically telling him, punch yourself, punch yourself, punch yourself. And she just kept doing it. Yep. Even when it looked like, I, maybe I got confused. It looked like he thought he was going to hit her, but still was hitting himself. Yeah. I think okay. he doesn't know what he's doing yeah. <laughs> because he can't control himself. And then she just like jumps in the air with two fake peace signs. Oh yeah. Because at the end she asked, she basically says to make him, she makes him say something nice about her too. <laughs> and he's like, your skin is too soft, but I like your shiny leg. Cause she still has the metal leg. And just like, yay, me. <laughs> There's a scene I really like, too. When she's making the, the rock creature punch himself, Rain has already taken care of one of her bad guys. And she's just sitting on top of him, like, checking her nails. Like, yeah. like I love that. Part. And then we cut to, I think his name was Black Cloak. Yeah, is he the leader? Yeah, I think he's, he's the, the leader, leader of the yeah. group saying, basically, like, just fine, fuck it. If we're losing, just detonate the whole thing. And it cuts to half the ship being blown apart. And Mondo and Chamber floating in space. Yeah, it ends with those two like, oh, fuck. And then Sunspot saying, so you're asking yourself, oh, boy, how are the new mutants going to get out of this one? What's, <laughs> what in the world is happening next? Another issue, new mutants, next month. See you next so month. is he now Deadpool? Is he just going to break so- the fourth it wall? It sounds like Bobby is the Deadpool. Or like, or this is old, but like, and he's just writing his own story. Yeah. <laughs> like this, he's just telling us what happened. And he knows it's in increments. So how many X's do you give this one? Five full X's. Yeah, I gave it five X's. Love this well. issue. Hickman just gets the, the He tone gets those new mutants, man. So well. And he's so and he's I love that he's made them a little younger again. Yeah. That's that's fun and it matches their personalities. And yeah, like I really like I love what he's doing with Bobby. <laughs> and I know Sunspot is his main character. Yeah. And I know that he's always loved Cannonball and Sunspot. It's clear. 
but we have to do more with with karma and danny and rain because like the little moments they get they're so yeah. good and i can I, I tell you when he first introduced cannonball sunspot in his avengers run mm-hmm. they were on a beach together just like half naked why wouldn't they be laying on a beach they love each other yeah it was great but no yeah great book now we're back to x-force and can i just say you i think say x-force is the most improved i really like this book Especially the ending of last issue and this issue. I really like this book. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, um, I saw, I forget where I read this, but I saw somebody compare, especially this episode, this issue of this is X-Force finding its, its purpose. This is an X-Force like, this book. This is the team. This is the purpose. And it's finally the action book, which it was supposed to be. Yeah. And it, they described it, and this is where I was going with it, and I wish I could remember who said this. They described it as basically somebody playing with their X-Men action figures. Like that's what this felt like. It's just like an yep. action figure adventure. Like it was so fun. It was, it was a really good fun issue. So if you remember last issue, we ended it with um, these terrorists blowing up one of the gates while <clears throat> Kid Omega and Wolverine were going through it. So we cut back and we just see Kid Omega's head just right there. He is dead right for now. And Wolverine's still alive with half his body. And I've, <laughs> My fucking panel of the week happens because of this shit. I know which one. You're yeah. About. So Wolverine is dead, and Domino's trying to talk to him. He's kind of slowly waking up, mm-hmm. and Domino has a little moment. She mentions how she feels like her luck powers are kind of like working, but not really working. Yeah. She described it like a worn out magic foot, rabbit foot, mm-hmm. and but she wants to kind of get in there and kick some ass because she still has anger for what they did to her. Obviously, can't blame her. No, not at all. We'll get to that anger soon. Um. Then we cut to uh, Domino saying, I need a way to get there fast. Mm-hmm. And this, the closest gate was like 10 miles away or something like that. So they said, let's get Gateway. And he's like, well, he's chilling. He's just doing his own thing, chilling. And Black Tom is like, you need to get off your ass. Yeah, Black Tom in the <laughs> form of some weird branch creature. Just saying, get off your ass. And actually we get a data, data page of like how he feels about the situation. So I... There's a lot of competition for worst data pages in yeah. these series. And I still think Fallen Angels has the worst data pages. Yes. The last couple issues of X-Force has been right up there with me, but mm-hmm. only because they are trying to cram in so much story. Yeah. And it feels like they're taking a shortcut. Like, do you want all Black Tom's character development? It's in this it's one It's in page. these three para- or five paragraphs. Yeah, because we don't like, have time to put it in the real book. But some of these things... like. The one where Magneto made the sword for um, Professor X. That would have been a beautiful fucking yeah. scene to have seen drawn. This, there's so much imagery in these. But like, yeah. he has a dream about Juggernaut. And the next morning they wake up and there's a mountain in Krakoa that grew in the shape of Juggernaut. Yeah. Because of how how connected he is now. That but, would have been a great thing to see. Also, how much do you want to see a juggernaut mountain? Yeah. And right? also, like, what if we saw that in the first issue, wonder what that meant and learned about yeah, it later? Yeah, right. And then, like, if at any point we'd seen that and then you threw it in data page, maybe. But they're doing, they're telling, not showing. I know yes. I've said that before, but they keep doing it. And it's kind of a fucking bummer. I, w- I would give Benjamin Percy or Pricey the benefit of a doubt of, like, maybe there's something he wanted and they just didn't give enough, like, page it count. It could be. I mean... I, He's I, like, you know, I might as well do it here. Watson it's good style. pro. I'm not saying, like, I don't... It's a good story. It, yeah, yeah, I don't... It, the story is good. Yeah. The prose is good. Like, if it were a short story, I'd read it by itself. Yeah. My, my problem is it's a comic book. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a, a visual medium. And they're doing... 
so many an issues worth of character development yeah in one page but so many visual references in that it like if it were just like somebody sitting around having a thought or something like yeah. fine throw it all into a, a prose thing and let's be done with it but this is like literally things that you should be able to see <laughs> and you can't or even you could have had all the data pages in each of these books just be like from the journal of black tom right yeah and you could have built this yeah through and, it, a journal. and it could have been like him describing the fucking mountain that came around yeah or something, whatever. but anyway so, so then we cut to point. domino dragging the bottom half of wolverine <laughs> and then forge coming saying hey listen i'm gonna help you out if i'm gonna help you out i saved the best toy for myself <laughs> he's in some weird looking like organic bug suit that also kind of looks like what uh ripley wore in in aliens yeah <laughs> And then they, we cut to the what we think are terrorists trying to take all technology. They even said take all the Krakoan technology, no matter what it is, we need it. Mm-hmm. And then we see one of them said, "You're freaking out too much. Don't worry, just breathe." And then Wolverine cutting through his fucking body, even though there's only half of him left. And then that panel. Go ahead and describe it, dude. So the guy yells. You see claws go through his chest, and the next panel is Wolverine standing over, or not standing over him. <laughs> sorry, his. Top half over the body of this man. With his intestines kind of draped over this dude. Yeah. And then the guy says, no, you're supposed to be dead. And he says, you, you first. first. And he's got so such like a fucking crazy look on his face. He yes. almost looks like the Joker. Yeah. It is such a creepy fucking image. So then this guy. That's going to be your first tattoo. <laughs> this guy shoots him like crazy. And like you see tons of bullet holes and like half his brain missing of Wolverine. I like that they the way they drew the bullet holes in him too. Yeah. Like they look really like you can tell they were a big shell. You know, you can really see it. It's well, really Domino even said like we have to make sure he gets his bottom half before he bleeds out. Like, yeah. Is that a concern? Is that a thing? <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Wolverine's handled more than just bleeding out. I don't know. He's cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> half yeah. of his head is gone at this point. <laughs> Listen, I've seen a book where Wolverine came back from one cell. Yeah, that's true. It happened when I think fucking... Nitro exploded himself next to him. He came back from literally one cell. Like that's kind of a fucking push. I know. Dude. But um anyway. <laughs> so now Gateway, Domino, and Forge bust through Gateway's portal. And then we have them fighting. Great action. But what I found really interesting, a beast and I always forget her name. Sage. Sage. Um them saying, well, yes, X-Force can break one of our laws of killing humans, but only on certain conditions. And we don't just do it, you know, willy-nilly. You can't just go off and do whatever you want. So Beast says, Domino, no, you're pissed. Please calm down. Don't do everything lethal. So she actually makes her new transmorphing arm into a shield instead. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, cool. Then she gets a little crazy, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to say the least. Justifiably so. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely justifiably so. Punching guys in the face, like mm-hmm. destroying their face. Oh my god, that's such a cool scene. Yes, destroying one guy's face, whipping one guy around. Uh, looks she... like putting the vines of her arm thing into a guy's head. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Beast, looking at this, looking very concerned. Like you can't just keep doing this. He and he's talking to her too. Like, please, you know, like I know you're angry. We need somebody to interrogate. We need somebody to interrogate. You can beat him up as much as you want. Keep him alive. Yeah. We need somebody to interrogate. And I, I kept wondering, is Beast saying this because he wants someone to interrogate or because he wants to save his friend from being I murderer? think it's both. I think he wants somebody to interrogate and he also is trying to keep her. Because he, I don't remember now if it was him or or Sage. I just I just looked at it. But they in that scene where you're describing X-Force can go beyond the law if need be. 
No, it is Beast. He says, official X-Force missions may be exempt, but the law is as practical as it is moral. Yeah. We cannot interrogate corpses. So he's saying, yes, sure, you can go beyond the There's law and reason. kill these people, yeah. but also <laughs> think of morality. Yeah. So then we have another panel I love of <laughs> Forge just taking both halves. <laughs> this is the action figure scene right yeah. here. Just sklunk. slammed together. And he says, now heal up. <laughs> and that's in the in the word. Yeah, he says, now heal up. And then the, the fucking action word is sklunk. <laughs> like, just so funny sounding. And I don't really understand fully what happened in this panel. But then Gateway goes into the helicopter above. Gives this guy a weird look and then disappears and the helicopter falls. Uh, he has something in his hand. It looks like Does maybe he, in that last scene where he's watching the helicopter fall, maybe he took out the, he grabbed the, the steering wheel. Right, I don't know what he did. Yeah. He did something to the machine. And it's made definitely it. murderous eyes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, so he done killed somebody. He definitely killed someone. And then there's a moment with Domino having a guy in front of her, and she just blows she him just away. She just lights his ass on fire. It just eviscerates him. Mm-hmm. And then she's even in her panel where she has, like, Wolverine claws. Yeah, and he even says this. Well, it's not quite the same, but shuk Yeah. And then Beast kind of, like, begging, like, stop it. And this one guy saying, like, white flag, you win. Listen, I don't care if you're a mutant. I'm just paid to be here. I have, my name's Bill. I have a dog. Because she mm-hmm. said, like, oh, he's just a stupid clone. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what we do. And she's like, no, 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 no. Not a clone. I live here. I have a dog. It's just like all these things. Like named Rufus. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I, it, please. And the next panel we see, they didn't kill him. And we have Domino and Wolverine. And in classic Wolverine fashion, you have Domino saying, like, how are those scars? Like, your mental scars. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, those don't heal well. But... I can get drunk, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I like these moments with, with him and Domino. They're nice. Well, there's a great book called Sex and Violence. Yeah. It's like an X-Force spinoff book, yeah. and it literally is what it sounds like, but mm-hmm. they have those little moments of like, those two do get each other. Yeah, they really do. I, I like them paired. And I like Wolverine's whole aspect of like, these do take a toll. Yes, he's a badass, mm-hmm. but getting yourself blown up mm-hmm. and cut in half yeah. puts this fucking toll. It takes a psychological toll. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it just does. And then he mentions that... Um, that Kid Omega's being cooked up right he's now. He's in the he's probably gonna be overcooked. Or yeah. <laughs> and that idea of like, oh yeah, I guess it doesn't matter because he's just gonna you just put him in a thing and yep. come back out. He's like, gonna come back it, out. It's, it's definitely game changing. <laughs> and then we have the last bit of uh Beast interrogating, and it looks like Beast has not been very gentle with him. No, no, Beast is having his interrogation moment. Like this guy is begging for somebody to let Somebody feed his dog Rufus. Yeah, and it looks like the plant stuff is holding Koa him. Back, yeah, is like just in his body. Yeah, so maybe causing more pain. Mm-hmm. Beast punch a beast out of all people punching him. Yeah, so that's beast not great. tells him who gives a fuck about your dog too. Yeah, like, when you killed beast, people. <laughs> and then um, Jean says he's not lying, but there's something he's not saying, and she mm-hmm. gets the information about the uh, the peacock, peacock tattoo man that we know is part of uh, Zeno, the leader. Yeah. And that's how the book ends. Yeah, and so one other thing about this guy is he does mention that he's just a mercenary. He's not. He doesn't work for the Peacock people. He doesn't work for Zeno or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't really care. He's just paid to go steal shit. And they ask, well, why would you steal shit from us? At one point, he says something that you recently said. You're the 1% now. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't we steal from you? And he had you a You have all the good shit. He had a moment that I thought was really interesting when he just flat out says, like, you guys should get used to this. Yeah. If you're going to have power, 
you're going to get attacked. Yeah. <laughs> like with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does make sense. Like what do you what do you think was going to happen if you have all power? Right. What do you think happens to everyone else if they have power? Mm-hmm. So how many X's? Uh, four X's. I only gave this one three. Yeah, yeah. I really liked this one. I think it, it, it was it, it was definitely good. I think I was more upset about the data pages again. Yeah, where I'm like, God damn it, this is story that you're. But you know what? Trying this to cram one in. so far, I think will read the best as a trade. Oh, 100 percent. If you mm-hmm. read these five, this is issue five. So let's say that's the whole trade. That reads a great trade. Marauders will probably and Marauders, yeah, Marauders and well this together. better than the other ones. I yeah. think will read as a trade. Yeah. Um. So next up, we have Fallen Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some opinions. This is going to be a really interesting review because what same, the fuck? Same art in... in yeah, in, same team. Same team. What What the fuck is going on? Okay, so I'm going to start. <laughs> and I'm just going to... Close-ups? You like these close-ups? You like, you like these... Uh, right back into close-up world. It's just a <laughs> bunch of squares. Everybody's close-up. All right, here's a little mini rant. The reason um, Dave Gibbons started using these panels like this in Watchmen was to get as much story as you could in each panel and have art that you wouldn't have in a regular panel. This is just for close-ups. This isn't for storytelling purposes. No, it's not. It's just... I don't don't like saying this shit because I'm not a negative person. I love X-Men. Yeah. I can't draw. I'm not a paid writer. Yes. The art in this is not good to me. My personal my yes. personal opinion is this art is not good. I do not like looking at it. I think it's flat, lifeless, and, and it bugs the fuck out of me. This will sound weird, but the art does not age well, if that makes sense, because it's not consistent. Like, I don't know who I'm looking at anymore. There are times where I'm like, is that Laura, I guess? Yeah. Cause now it, it she like she will go from looking younger to older. Yes. Or when they're not copying, or when they're not copying and pasting the same exact scene over and over and yeah. over again. Um, also, why does Husk give a fuck about any of this? I don't know, but I my first <laughs> note is about Paige, which is so Paige says, so it the story opens with <laughs> we should get to what the story is. Yeah, the story opens with Laura, I guess. Um, or cable, no cable. cable basic cable and Laura putting together a, a strike team yes. on behalf of Psylocke, who they don't know. And so they go, um, they approach Bling and Husk in this issue. And uh, Paige is Paige Guthrie, Sam Guthrie, Cannonball's sister, says, "I thought the whole point of the Krakoa thing is that we don't have to care about the what happens to the humans." And then somebody asks her, I think it's Laura, asks her. Does that feel right to you, living like that? And she puts her head down and says no. Uh, which is, like, which is Husk idea. to say no. But you know what's not Husk? To say it in the first place. Yes. Like, she wouldn't have said something like that. Like, yeah. she's a compassionate fucking person who wants to be a hero. Like, that's all she's ever wanted to do was take care of people. And I do like the idea. Ma Guthrie would not appreciate her saying that. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of, like, we shouldn't just be on our own we should help everyone yes that, that's the idea of the x-men i like the idea that they said we're going to be on the outs with other mutants if we do this mm-hmm. <clears throat> but my main question is why are you two being joined why are you two approached what is the connection what makes you go we should honor and respect psylocke we don't fucking know psylocke no and and, and at least they and, tried with cable and x-23 yeah and they say at some point i think when she tells Psy- when laura tells psylocke that we have a team she's like you must have done this on your reputation and not mine because 
no one knows me yet. Like, okay, cool. That does make sense. But not good enough to make up for all of these issues. I will say, I do want to say one nice thing, though. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the next scene, we have, like I was just talking about, Laura approaching Psylocke, and Psylocke is in a field somewhere meditating. And all the borders are basically like bamboo. That's cool. I like the way they did that. Because, again, it's all fucking close-ups. But at least there's like something but I hate different. The dialogue. With, yeah, the I dialogue. Hate the dialogue in this is fucking bad. Like the part where he's like, "Oh, I didn't hear your feet, but the grass gave you away." I'm like, I felt like Laura wanted to say, "Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I wasn't even trying to sneak up on you." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying. Like you're a friend. Why would I sneak up on you? Yeah, this isn't a test. Also, I'm trained by better people. Yeah, like there is <clears throat> one. Uh, we're skipping ahead. There is one part. It's fine. With Laura, where she says something along the lines of when she's about to train, not train, but like, I guess, do a training exercise yeah. with Husk and Bling and um, and Cable, where she basically says, I'm going to train these people not the same way that I was trained. I'm not going to pass on the same violence, the same the same abuse. You know, it was basically like a cycle of abuse. I'm not going to continue that Which cycle makes of it abuse. Which feel like that's two different characters that we've been reading. Exactly. In the same book. It yeah. started feeling more like the old Laura of, I'm going to break the cycle. I'm yeah. not that person. Which is not what she has been in these first couple issues, but whatever. <laughs> so anyway, Psylocke. Goes to Mrs. Sinister saying she needs the same power she had when she was joined with um, Betsy. Betsy. And... He's like, well, it's not that easy, blah, blah. But I do have this little convenient little... Uh, well, she she stole one of those overclocked technologies and gave yes. it to Sinister before. So he'd been fucking around with it. Because of course he has. Um, and this is weird because this is a more traditional Mr. Sinister. But he's not the Sinister we have. But I don't want this and, Sinister. Yeah. I want the Sassy. Together. <laughs> Sassy, Sassy Sinister. sinister. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you're, all your other books are that version, you should be more consistent with that. And again, this keeps going back to what I'm saying. They're not letting this man participate in the X meetings. Yeah. I've, in all the new X-Men title revelations lately, I keep hearing authors talk about, oh, we were on the X Slack channel. Oh, yeah. we had the Slack channel. You know, a fancy yeah. cup. <laughs> He's not. Brian Hill is not on the X Slack. And it's fucking clear. So Sinister says this will work, but it's going to hurt because you have to see everything. Because he's sending her into cyberspace. This reminded me, actually, because I recently watched the whole trilogy, which I think is underrated, uh, of The Matrix. This reminds me of Matrix with Pink. Yeah. Remember when Neo could yeah, yeah. see The Matrix? Mm-hmm. No, I know. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about the statement of it, of it being underrated. <laughs> uh, you know, um, no. Watch them now. Number two and three, when you watch them together, the they hold up really nicely. I never, I've never even seen three. I just stopped at two. Well, that's a problem there. Not for me, Nate. Um, <laughs> I, okay, one other nice thing I will say about Fallen Angels. I like the art in cyberspace. It's more fitting. Right? it's supposed to be a different it world. Looks, except when it goes to the close-up of that one poor kid's face. I'm like, God, there it is. That but it's not shit too, again. It's not too close. No, and it starts it, off with a faraway shot. Yeah, but it's not a great drawing of a face. But <laughs> I still like that weird piston-looking demon guy who looks like he's part engine, part demon. Yes. That's pretty cool looking. Uh, and then it cuts back to... Sinister and Psylocke and then Psylocke having a random flashback of when she killed an old woman and the lesson the old woman taught her. And I, I thought was she like, was naked at first in this scene. I was like, why is she? No, killing? I saw. Yeah, I, I see between her legs. Oh, I see it now. But I was like, why is she killing this person while she's naked? Uh, we have more journals that honestly I didn't read. Oh, I didn't read them either. <laughs> and then we have this moment, which is a little interesting, of her mimicking Betsy. So what? 
when is this? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, uh, Betsy's been in London. She's been in the other world, and she's been on some weird Scottish island. So yeah. uh, when is she just practicing her swordplay on this place? So whatever, fine. Wait, in fairness, I don't do that too much because like, how many teams has Wolverine been on at the same no, I know. time? And also, it's a lot easier to explain now because it's real quick to get to Krakoa. You can yeah. just jump through a gate and you're there. So she could just pop in whenever. So they're mimicking each other, and she says like, "I can't blame you." I will forgive you once I no longer feel you. Yes. And, and she says apart. it to herself. She doesn't talk to Betsy. They just do the same motions and she walks away. Yeah, and then she's like, huh? You're here? Like, oh, I didn't even see you. You've oh. been here this whole time? And then Husk is back around. Oh, because they're about to transfer. Yes. So Husk and was it Bling? Bling, yeah. I don't know that character, honestly. I don't know, I know her Husk. super well. Um, I want to know more about her. She seems pretty cool. From what I remember, I think she came around. Oh, fuck. I don't remember when she came around now. No. Uh, I think just a few years ago, honestly. So then we have them demonstrating their powers. Here's my problem with this also. Cable does not need to be trained. No. Even well, young Cable. Even Who calls him Baby Cable? I like that. Oh, Paige. Paige calls him but when you we got first, Baby Cable. When we first meet this Cable, you, it implies that he has all the same memories and training of the last Cable, but he had to kill himself because he abandoned the mission. Yeah. Whatever, sure. That wasn't great either. No. But I don't feel like Cable needs training from X twenty three. No, I, I don't. I think they'd probably be roughly the same. Yeah. trained wise, I don't think he would be any worse than her. Like he's come from a terrible future where he had to like where he kill was, to survive, and he was raised to be a soldier basically. Yeah. after after you know Scott and Jean left, he was you know fucked. And then we cut to Psylocke thanking everyone for joining her, and your favorite, lots of emotionless close ups. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love emotion. no. It doesn't, work. it doesn't work with this. I love people being emotionless because if there's one thing I hate in this world, it's people showing emotions around true, me. True. But no, man, I come to these comics for my emotions, so I don't have to have them in the real world. And yet here we are with Bling and Husk, both looking almost exactly the same color wise. It's really <laughs> hard to tell what even color fucking Paige's hair is in any of this shit. Um. So yeah. So they come to this. She, Laura tells them, I will kill to protect you. Like, Paige is going to be all right. She's pretty well trained. She's getting very intense. Very, well, and they and, mentioned that in fairness. And, but. and Bling is made out of fucking diamonds. Like, yeah. I think she'll be all right. And Laura can heal. So, <laughs> um, but they do make a little quick joke about that. How she's, oh, is, yeah, they, is she, she always this dramatic? Yeah. Yeah. But which, thank you for being self aware. Yeah. I, I did appreciate that. They put all their hands in like they're the fucking Mighty Ducks. Yeah, quack, quack. I actually watched that this weekend. Which one? Uh, the first one? Uh, one, two, and three. Oh, nice. I uh, started watching D3 the other day. It was D3 is uh, underrated. Yeah, I, like, one. I was watching it and I was like, man, I didn't catch this from the beginning. I'll go back and watch Number two is the best. Are they on Disney Plus yet? Because I know that... They, I think they were and got taken down. I think... No, okay. All right. But uh, anyway. number two is the best. Uh, uh, tune in for... Yeah, D2 is the best. Best um, foreign bad guy. Uh, tune in for our upcoming Patreon special, uh, <laughs> Nick and Josh Watch the Mighty Ducks. Quack, quack. Including the quack. animated show where the, there were alien where ducks. Were ducks. I had toys of those, dude. Me too. They right? were great. They were pretty cool. <laughs> Never watched a game of hockey in my life. Oh, love you want to go to hockey? Ducks. I'll take you to hockey. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind. We'll go to a hockey game. I love I'll be go the Panthers. Blackest, be the blackest thing there. So, um... Uh, dude, the puck is black. That's fair. Um... <laughs> I did like this moment, Magneto. I don't know what the fuck he rose from the ground. I didn't really get that. Uh, uh, Star Destroyer. Yeah, apparently. Well, that's more Star Wars. <laughs> you want to know how it makes sense? Don't worry about it. He pulls a it. fucking Palpatine here and he has the fucking secret fleet of Star Destroyers. Unrelated note, though. Did you look at the leaked script that... Uh, no, but got? you told me about oh, it. So good. So good. Anyway, 
Um, but he says, like, if you're going to do this, let the humans know, like, we still can help them. But where was this Magneto when she came to him? And it wasn't the first my fucking problem. Time? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then he's like, I trust you implicitly. Like, you didn't. You did it three <laughs> issues ago. And also, why would you? You don't really know her. No. You know Betsy. No, yeah. Vaguely. It, but my argument before was. Should it kill you? A, a psychic, a telepath came to you saying, I had a vision and you dismissed her. Your best friend was a fucking psychic. You know that they have visions and they're usually right. Why would you fucking dismiss her? And now he's trying to make up for it by giving her a fucking weird ass blackbird. The blackbird thing, yeah. And the book ends with them going to Dubai uh, to have a final battle, hopefully, with the... Mo, Mo, I forgot his name. Impoth? Impoth, yeah. This is where I am right now with the book. <laughs> as much as X-Force is the most improved, this book, I was all on board the first two issues. Anyway, so that How many is X's? One and a half. I gave this is the first one I gave two X's to. Yeah. Because I felt like, oh wow, we're actually moving towards a story. We are moving towards something, but I just but I don't know, it just wasn't working for me at all. Won't working for me either, man. <laughs> Hasn't so far. I'm I'm very glad that at some point it won't be in my life anymore. Yes. But I again I would love because I've heard you, I've heard people on Twitter tell me and tell the world that Brian Hill is a good author. He is, yes. And I've he's written some good stuff. And I believe that. Yeah. Because uh, right now he's writing Bat- Batman and the Outsiders. Really okay, good. Cool. Yeah. I want him to get another shot at X-Men. He writes I want Angel. Him, That's I, good too. I want him to be included yeah. in the X-Slack channel. <laughs> I want him to be invited to the fucking meetings. And I want to see how his stories work when you invite him to the party. Because <laughs> right now... He's also the only black guy in the Right world. now, <laughs> it feels like the only black man is not invited to Krakoa yeah. to help out building Krakoa. Yeah, it, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get a black person's idea of what like diversity what? and being excluded and you know who and, needs that and how it would feel if you were given the chance to rule yourself. Yeah, and and not have to be. Oh yeah, he wrote subject. a really good uh, Killmonger mini. Oh, you had mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. good too. So next issue's coming out. X Men was pushed back. Was it pushed back to next week? I don't recall. Um, I. Yeah, well, you're looking it up. Uh, also. When we come back, we'll be reading Marauders number six, Excalibur number six, Fallen Angels number six, and New Mutants number six. That's still in this month. Mm-hmm. I believe eventually X Men number five is this month also. And uh, there was a little drama because they upped the price, but I also believe they upped the uh, page count. So, hey, more content, you know? Just Why not? Never stops coming. It never stops coming. No, I don't. I, I can't find it. Okay, so, yes, find. these are the books. Um, average, average week. Well, not this week. So this week we have Excalibur Marauders. So yeah, it's if, a week after at yeah. least. Um, average week, I would say the best book for me was New Mutants. Um, for me, it was... I want to say New Mutants because I love those characters, but you got Rogue coming back. And that was be, good. And being that, awesome. I'm all aboard that. Sneaky, yeah. A sneaky Rachel Summers being involved as well mm-hmm. kind of was cool. So I'm going to give my book of, of this week to Excalibur. All right. All right, guys, that is the Dawn of X podcast. Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. I am at Xbrarian. Boom. Where, what about you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at Madman3005. And just a quick thank you for your support. We really appreciate it, guys. We have a decent amount of listeners, more than we have as friends. So yeah. we know it's not just our friends it's and family listening. Because they wouldn't I, care. Most of I can friends. guarantee you my friends and family are not listening. Yes, they don't care. So we really appreciate you guys listening and sticking with us so far. 
So uh, until until next time, guys, we'll see you next time. Do you get it yet, Josh? Do you get it yet? So it's like instead of uh-huh. next time, it's it's just X, X time, time because we're covering the X Men. Yes. Oh, you guys, it's good, right? It's a good one. <laughs>